Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio. Well, it's good to be back. I've been off for, well, I really was only away for about five days or so, but it is good to be back on the air. Father God, I just thank you for this privilege of broadcasting. I thank you for this privilege of being amongst your people, Lord. Lord, I do take this responsibility serious, and I pray the Holy Spirit directs my words as I speak today. Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit will glorify the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Father. Lord, you are the King of kings and Lord of lords, and you are above all things, and the Trinity is one love. Thank you, Lord, for this, and may God bless each and every person that's here. And if any say, if I say anything that is not of you, I pray it falls off of the ears of those who are listening to the sound of my voice. Hey, God bless each and every one of you. Um, I would like to say I came back refreshed, <laughs> but I actually came back with more questions than I had when I went away. But the Lord was very good to me in many, many ways. And I went away really, well, I, I had some duties I needed to fulfill. Uh, so it was partly an exercise of some practical nature that I had to accomplish with some work and some different things. And obviously a little bit of relaxation. But I was able to spend uh, a few nights by myself in the middle of the woods. And in fact, I went to a provincial park and it was God's blessing that uh, this particular provincial park was split up into uh, two campgrounds and each campground has, let's say, a hundred uh, different campsites. And the lower one near the water was full, but the upper one where I stayed on the hill they had only opened up three campsites and uh, two of those were people who were not there during the day. So I virtually had this entire park to myself and it was a real blessing. And, you know, one of the impressions I got, and there are just so many things I won't bore you with them, but God is faithful in all of the small things in our lives. And when you look at the favor that the Lord has given you upon your life in the small things, it creates that conversation with him because you're thanking him for all the time. Like, oh, Lord, you did that for me. <laughs> you know, how great are you? Uh, thank you, Lord. And, you know, Paul talks about praying without ceasing, and I really think that's part of how we do it. It's just constantly being reminded of God's goodness and, and directing our thoughts towards him. Um, it was just so many uh, things. And, and by the way, it wasn't all good. <laughs> it was freezing cold for part of it. Uh, so 
but the Lord provided me firewood. <laughs> so there you go. Um, listen, I went away with really one burning question on my mind, and that is how do we fight? How do we fight for our country? How do we fight for our morality? What do we do? How does justice come about? What is our role as sons and daughters of the king? How is justice implemented? And I will admit to you that uh, I did not get that answer while I was away. But I came home on... Uh, Tuesday night and Wednesday, I was able to join our prayer group that happens every Wednesday and every Saturday uh, evening, Eastern Standard Time on Telegram. And I prayed once again, but this time amongst the other believers. And the next morning, as I'm eating my breakfast, I got a vision and I believe I got my answer, and I'm going to share that with you today. But first, let's say that you were assisting someone or an organization of some kind. You're helping to support them. You're giving them money. And they're nice people on the outside. They always have a smile when you walk in the door. Uh, thank you so much for that, uh, Solo. Thank you. Um, thank you for the, for the likes and everything. I really appreciate everybody. Um, so what if you were supporting them? And, and maybe even weekly, maybe monthly, but... You're supporting them, and then you find out that actually they've been working against you and been working against your family. They're plotting against you. Let's say a person was just, you know, they were so nice to your children, they kept giving them candies or something like that, but you find out later that they're just slowly poisoning. You know, they're just putting in small doses of poison that will add up over the years. Would you continue to support them? What if they did something more sinister than that? Would it still be on your heart to continue to support them? They're poisoning your food. They're poisoning all of your products. Why do you keep going back to these big box stores? Why do you keep supporting them? Is convenience that important to you? Do you think it's that convenient to go to... Uh, to a place that has the big smile signs and it's like a little mini city and you're herded like cattle and you're buying poisons. 
there is an alternative, folks. You can get almost everything that you buy from these big box stores, and I'm including even Amazon in this, for the same price, much better quality, American Patriot made, no harmful chemicals, and even meat, because we know what they're doing to our foods. What if you could have a good supply chain that didn't cost you any more and it offered you the convenience of being delivered right to your door? This is what you should do. You should make a stand like many others have, and you do that by going to mylibertystand.com. Mylibertystand.com. And either myself or one of my team members will contact you and show you, will give you a virtual concierge tour of the store. Please go to mylibertystand.com. Um, today we're going to be talking about fear and how it is used against you. We're going to talk about the plot of the enemy, and of course that's all going to tie in with what the Lord showed me about how we fight. I want to tell you about a show that I'm super excited about, and I want you to start telling your friends about it. It will be next Thursday, this Thursday coming up. Uh, I believe it will be the 25th of the month. I have a guest that I am so excited about. This person had a higher than Q intelligence uh, classification. This person knows about the end time deception, and he has somewhat of a timeline. No one knows the exact day or time, but it is getting ready to come. And of course, you know, most of you probably think, as I do, that one of the tricks of the Antichrist and his fallen angels will be this fake alien invasion, which will be a scare thing which will unite the world into a one-world government, one-world religion. They're going to come with all kinds of signs and evidence and coming to solve our problems. Well, my guest was actually involved in this. <laughs> he worked at the highest levels of government contractors. And you see, the, the fallen angels have some limitations in what they can do physically, and they use humans. And he was actually one of the people designing and building these anti-gravity crafts. In fact, on the phone, he told me exactly how they work, exactly how they steer everything. 
and he knows the plan. He can speak directly to the conversations that these fallen angels have with world leaders and how this entire thing has been manipulated and it is being drawn out and you see it by no coincidence coming up right now on your news, the aliens and all these sightings and everything else. We know the aliens are not from another planet. They're from another dimension and they are fallen angels. He's got a lot of answers. I've got a lot of questions. And for me, after talking with him, it filled in almost all of the gaps. Like, I, I almost have a clear picture of what is going to happen now. The only thing that is not clear to me is if we are going to have a bit of uh, peace, let's say, you know, Trump gets back in and he's the savior of the world in some ways. Um, and we have good life for a couple of years. I don't know. When I research the Bible for answers, it does not indicate that that is going to happen. In fact, it's out of chaos that all of this stuff happens. And right now, the United States, which is really the last beacon of freedom in the world, if the United States falls, the world is gone. By the way, if we get CBDCs, the central bank digital currency, we've lost. There is, I, I do not see hope beyond that other than in Christ. But do we just roll over? and let this happen? That has been the question pressing to me. Do we turn the other cheek and just let it happen? Well, right now, and I know this from very good sources, that in America, the largest standing civilian army in the world with over 400 million civilian guns, there are groups that are planning to take action into their own hands right now. And I'm going to admit personally, and this is where my struggle came in, with this, personally, I'm kind of rooting for it to happen. I want to see justice happen. I want to see these people who have done genocide on the population, I want to see them go into their houses, rip them out, and hold tribunals, or even the military do it. I want to see that, personally. Why? Because although I can't wait for my Lord to come, it's going to be the greatest day in history. I love this life that God has given me. And for half of my life, I knew Christ, but I did not serve him. 
I served myself, my greedy ambitions, and I would like more years to serve the Lord because I really think, <laughs> and again, I'm being selfish in this. I, I be, I'm giving you full candor. I want more years to serve the Lord to make up for the false comings that I had in the beginning of my life because I think that the more we serve, we don't get saved by works. But I think if we're proven true in his service, we're going to have a better position in eternity. And it is eternity we're talking about. Who wouldn't want a better position? Who wouldn't want to stand before the Lord and him say, well done, good and faithful servant? Well, to me, I want more years to do that. But at the same time, we say, Maranatha, Lord, come. Right now, the population in the United States uh, has been infiltrated. You know, they're loosely saying there's probably five, six million people who have crossed the border right now. I've heard a new number of about 9.5 million. I don't know if that's accurate. President Trump has constantly been saying that, you know, these other countries are emptying their prisons and bringing people in. We know that even on the mainstream news, and you have to pay attention to their messaging, okay? Most of you do not pick up on these little things, and you need to learn to pick up on these little words. Why do they say at the border a lot of the people coming across are military-aged men? Why would they say that? Oh, probably because they're military from other countries, and they're coming with intention. At some point, they are going to be activated. We don't know when, but I'll give you my thoughts of when they would be activated. Remember in 2016, when Trump got elected, the riots started, and then we went into the summer of love, so they called, and they burned down these cities? Well, if Trump gets reelected, if my my personal opinion, but I can almost guarantee that all these people would be put to task. A lot of these people are MK Ultrad. A lot of these people serve their countries. You know, we have police uh, Chinese police stations <laughs> in the United States to police to make sure that their uh, their armies that are infiltrated do not uh, fall into the American dream. I think it's almost too far gone. Now, when you listen to Patriots, and I, I had a really great conversation with uh, David Nino Rodriguez yesterday, uh, just a personal phone call. And, you know, he's pretty plugged in with guys like Juan O'Savin and the kind of the, 
the voices of the patriot movement. And what they're saying is, we'll win, but we're going to lose about 15 to 20 cities. And the America is going to become more tribal. And quite honestly, uh, you know, with Trump, when he talks about creating freedom cities and things like that, it kind of supports that notion. So, no matter who you listen to, the United States, nor any other country in the world, is ever going back to the countries that, if you're of my vintage, you knew and loved, and the great time of prosperity that we have had. We're never going back to it. I had mentioned in my conversation with him that, uh, you know, there's that movie called Escape from New York. And what are people doing right now? They're escaping from New York <laughs> because New York is out of control. Did you see the story about the guy who, there was a crazy man on the subway who was going to hurt a lot of people and a, a, you know, a Marine, a guy trained to serve and protect his country and his citizens went and, you know, got this guy and uh, the, the bad person ended up dying, but they want to persecute him, the good citizen. If you do good, you defend your home, you're persecuted, but the lawless people, they're let out. Uh, they don't even go to jail. They're just let back out. Did you know that... <laughs> no, I don't want to get deep into the woods on some of this stuff, but lawlessness is being rewarded and good citizens are being punished. Parents are called domestic terrorists because they don't want their kids looking at porn at school and being sexualized by perverted teachers. The world is upside down. And the Lord abhors this. The Lord is angry at what is happening. Will he step in and judge? Oh yeah, he's going to. But everything in their campaign has been fear. You know, throughout the whole COVID thing, you were supposed to be afraid of the boogeyman, an invisible enemy. Oh my goodness, you can't go near people. You must wear a mask. The air is unclean. Can't go see grandma because you might kill her. Fear. And then it became a, uh, what, what they call it, a, a, you know, pandemic of the unvaccinated. So now... The vaccinated people were scared of the unvaccinated people. And of course, they're turning colors against colors, gender against gender. Everything is about division and fear. But I want to give you a really good example of how this all works.
and I'm going to play you a clip. It's about five minutes long. It's worth hearing, and most of you guys, and, and myself included, if you think there's uh, one or two people in Congress who are fighting for you, Jim Jordan's name would come up. And uh, he seems to be a fighter. He's certainly articulate in his arguments. And he is doing things, and right now uh, they have this thing because it's the weaponization of the justice system against the American people. Which the whole J6 thing and everything was because they don't want Americans to fight back. They want you to be afraid. But thank goodness, most people will say that the Republicans are, you know, in the majority, at least in Congress, they can't get anything done because they can't pass the Senate, but it has the illusion of power. But they're holding them to account, right? So, I believe this is from yesterday, the... Uh, opening statement at the FBI whistleblower hearing. And his statement is four minutes long, but I want you to hear it in its entirety, and I'm going to make some significant comments on this. Have a listen. Politics is driving the agenda in federal agencies. Don't believe me, just read the Durham report from three days ago. No probable cause no predicate, no evidence whatsoever, but the FBI opened a case, took a dossier, a dossier they knew was false, from a political campaign, from the Clinton campaign, to spy on a presidential candidate and American citizens. Here is a key line from the Durham report. Quote, the FBI failed to uphold their mission of fidelity to the law. They didn't follow the law didn't have probable cause or evidence to do what they did. An agency focused on politics. But I would argue today it's even worse. Because today it's not just presidential campaigns. Today it's the American people. They're the target. You don't, you're not politically correct. You're not in line with what they think should be the political position, the proper position. You're the target. Parents attending a school board meeting, pro-lifers praying at a clinic, or Catholic simply attending mass could be a target. Maybe what's just as frightening is if you're one of the good employees in our government who come forward to talk about the targeting, you then become a target. You face retaliation. If you're one of those, and I think there are thousands and thousands of good employees working across our country in the FBI and other agencies, but if you're one of those good employees driven by your commitment to the Constitution and your conscience, and you come forward, they're going to come after you. You come forward and tell us about the radical, traditional Catholic memo. You come forward and tell us about this idea that they're going to create some snitch line to report on parents going to school board meetings. You do that, they will try to crush you. They will retaliate against you. They're coming after you. These guys today, they were brave enough. They took their oath seriously. They believe in the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the rule of law, and they came forward. And I want to thank them for doing it. But because they did, man, oh man, have they faced retaliation. Mr. O'Boyle was selected for a new unit, moved his family, 
from Kansas to Quantico, Virginia. And the first day he arrives here, after being selected for this new unit, serving our, in our military, serving well in the FBI, at, with first day he arrives here, they tell him his clearance is suspended. Can't get his belongings for his family, can't get his clothes, can't get his children's clothes, four kids and a two-week-old newborn. Mr. Friend raised concerns about using the SWAT team to arrest someone who was willing to turn themselves in. The FBI takes his clearance. Wouldn't even let him get access to his firearms training records, which he needs to get employment. Mr. O'Boyles went 200-some days without getting paid. Mr. Allen's went 450 days without getting paid. This is the kind of retaliation they have faced for coming forward and telling us the truth. For Mr. Allen, he lost his clearance for simply doing his job, compiling case-related research, using open-source material, news and articles, and passing them on to the people working the case. And they didn't like some of the material he passed on. 450 days without pay. And the retaliation isn't limited to the FBI. Democrats on this committee also engaged in it. They leaked parts of these guys' interviews to the press. The press reported on it, and then the press had to issue corrections. Post, Washington Post, the New York Times, Rolling Stone, because what the Democrats told them wasn't accurate, what they reported wasn't accurate. That's why Mr. Allen would only only let Republicans talk to him. He said, I've seen what's I've seen what's going on. I want to be interviewed by the Republicans. We've talked to over two dozen whistleblowers. People have come to us. We've interviewed several of those, and today three of them. Three of those brave whistleblowers, and the lawyer who represents them will tell us their story. They will tell us what happened, what they saw, and then what happened to them because they were courageous enough to report it to Congress. I just want to tell you guys. Get ready. Get ready, because these guys are going to come after you. You know they are. Last hearing we had, last hearing we had, we had two journalists, Democrats, two Democrat journalists sat right where you guys did, and these guys tried to get them to divulge their sources. Someone needs to tell them how the First Amendment works. And oh, while Mr. Taibbi, one of those award-winning journalists sitting right where you're sitting, was testifying, guess what else was happening? The IRS was knocking on his door. So get ready, but I know you're up to the task because you came forward in the first place. Thank you for your commitment to the Constitution, First Amendment, rule of law, and for your willingness to come forward and tell Congress what you've seen, what you've witnessed. Thank you for doing that. Mr. Levitt, thank you for representing him. We appreciate that. Now yield to the ranking member. Well, did you hear that? So these are the people, so the, the entire left and right dynamic that has always been played, which is to divide the people, again, you're either left or you're either right, there is no left or right, they're all on the same team. How does that clip prove it? What was Jim Jordan selling you there? He was selling, hey, we're holding them to account. But if you come forward, you're going to be crucified. He's selling the fear. We can't protect you. 
Come, you can be a whistleblower. We'll hear your public testimony. We'll put it in the congressional record. But when has there been justice? When? We know throughout the entire spy gate to Russia, 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 we know that all these laws were broken. The FISA warrants were illegal. No one got fired. No one went, got held to account. They broke all kinds of laws. Look at Hillary Clinton. She put all of the nation's secrets on a public server that could be accessed by all of our foreign enemies. Here's our greatest secrets. You're welcome. Please send your donation to the Clinton Foundation. We know it's in the congressional records that Hillary Clinton, amongst others, and the, you know the Clinton Foundation has been involved in child trafficking. We know that the Biden regime, regime right now is enabling and assisting child trafficking at the border. Why? Is no one getting arrested? Oh well, we don't have the votes to do it in the uh, in the Senate, so we're not in control. And because you haven't given us power, we can't do it. But there is no getting power. There is no winning in court. The system is a captured system. It's all under British law. They're all appointed. So what do we do? Do we take it into our own hands? It is our legal right. If you read the Second, Second Amendment, it's there for a reason, folks. The Founding Fathers saw this day, and they put in the protections. And would it be right to use those things in the Constitution, which is the law of the land? Yes, it is. Yes, it is right. It is your legal right. And it is your legal right to defend your house. They are coming after us with pollution in the sky, with weather modification, with poisons in our food. They're burning the supply chain of food around the world. And please pray for these farmers in the Netherlands. Oh my goodness. And even just now, it's reported that another, you know, 18,000 cows were killed in Texas. Supply chain, they're attacking on all front. Are you able to defend your home? Yes, you are. But, as a son or daughter of the King Most High, how do we do it? And that is what I have been struggling with. 
How do we do it? Look, I'm a big guy. I'm, I'm a willing and able fighter. I would lay down my life for my fellow man, just like the greatest generation did in that fake wars that they've been sent to. If it meant accomplishing freedom for a lot of people, I would do it. But as a son or daughter of the King Most High, are we actually called to do it? When you seek the scriptures, you can find justifications for both sides. Yes, we should go do it. We should fight for our families. We should fight for our way of life. You can find that. You can also find scriptures that say, no, we shouldn't. So what is it, Lord? What is it? What do we do? Well, I think those that really don't know the Lord, but love their families and love their constitutions are released to go and do that. But as a child of the Lord, we are not to be in fear of these things and what they're selling us. You see, we react because we're scared of what the world is going to do to our families. We react because we're scared of the life that we're going to live, because of their tyranny that they're bringing in. But did you know, if you read the end of the Bible, um, these things will happen. Does it mean it happens in our generation? Well, I don't know. But what do we do as Christians? Well, we're called to pray, first and foremost. And we are called to stand up for our morality, but how do we do that? First of all, we stand. You get off the couch and you go make a stand. And you don't do it by going to board meetings and stuff like that at your schools and your councils and yelling and screaming and accusing. That's not who we're called to be. You can go and stand and you can gracefully shame them. They should be put to shame, put to public shame. Why? Because we have the moral authority to do it. What is right is right. What is wrong is wrong. We have the authority to do that because what God says is right is right. Whether you're a Christian or not, you know that what he says is right. It's wrong for an adult to have sexual interactions with children. 
It's wrong for homosexual sex. It's wrong to go around killing. It's wrong to steal. It's wrong. Just look at the Ten Commandments, folks. Who can argue that those are bad things unless you're a bad person? Only a bad person would argue that they are bad. Almost every other faith in the world agrees with them. Perhaps every other faith. So you need to stand. And there was a, man, I wish I, uh, someone made a great post this morning on one of our Telegram chats. You know, what's holding people back? You know, the greatest army, uh, civilian army in the world. What's holding you back? Oh, football. <laughs> we got football. Sorry, we're busy. You know. And by the way, a lot of sports fans are afraid their team will lose the game. How ridiculous is that? So, how did I get my answer? Well, I was sitting and having breakfast and, you know, I pray for my food, as most of you do. And it was, it just, it's like a, a really quick vision came into my mind. And I, at first, I guess the thoughts were in my head that, man, I, I, and I was naming names, guys like Adam Schiff and things like that, man, I'd love to see them perp walked out in handcuffs. You know, I'd love to see that. And I was thinking this in my mind. And then this particular verse came to me clear as day. Romans 12, 19. Never take your own revenge, beloved. If you've been following the show, you know why that stands out. <laughs> Be loved. <laughs> You're loved by the Lord. Never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, Venge vengeance is mine, and I will repay, says the Lord. And my vision was really clear. It's like uh, there was all of us. And we were in, let's say, a viewing area. And we watch these individuals walk up to the great white throne of judgment. There is justice, and the Lord's decision is just. He is faithful and true. Yes, I would love to see them in handcuffs today. I'd love to see justice served, as you all do. But on that day that we are witnessing, all these people, and you will see everyone that you're looking for, <laughs> stand before 
Jesus on that great white throne of judgment. And you will see true justice served. And we will sing. We will sing praises to the Lord God Most High, who is faithful and true. So I have rest in that, and I really think that that changes somewhat of the direction of the show going forward. Because we are in a war, we do want to fight, but it is really the equipping of the saints. We're going to pay attention to what the world says because we want to know how to pray. We want to know how to react. We want to know how to stand and go and shame these people. And by the way, that's not being radical. That's not having, you know, going out and asking for trouble. It's just pointing out with your moral authority that comes from the Lord. They will be convicted just standing in your presence because of who lives in you. Oh, and they're going to hate you for it. They already do. Vengeance is the Lord, and we will all see it. I uh, started off with a Bob Marley song. It's uh, One Love and uh, people get ready, and uh, normally I play a lot of Christian, you know, praise, worship songs on here, but I love secular music too, especially when it has somewhat of a gospel tint to it, and I'm going to play a, a song on the way out that I just think is really appropriate for this day. It's a uh, Rod Stewart song with one of my favorite guitar players, uh, Jeff Beck, the guy's incredible, uh, on here. And it does have a biblical message. So listen to the words. And by the way, for, uh, for those of you in Canada, this is uh, a long weekend. Uh, happy Victoria Day. Actually, it's a, in Canada, first of all, Canadians could give a crap about the Queen and the King and all that stuff. Um, although we're technically under them. So are you in America. <laughs> Don't be fooled. Um, but in Canada, it's called May 2-4, even though it's May 19. But it's May 2-4, eh? <laughs> and uh, anyways, I know Memorial Weekend is coming up in the United States as well. So um, I will be here on Sunday with a brand new Bible study uh, coming out. And... Uh, Stay tuned to find out what it is. I think the Lord is directing me in one particular way, but I'm making sure before I start it. But anyways, uh, I'm going to leave you with this song. And uh, by the way, you can't share this live now because the, the live link for this show will not work um, after the live is concluded. However, uh, it'll take about 15, 20 minutes before I post the uh the new one, and that is what you can share if you felt this was helpful, enjoyable, or anything else. And by the way, please do, uh, if, if, it, if the Lord ever puts it on your heart to support uh, this channel, a lot, of, I've mentioned it before, a lot of people here on Podbean uh, who have supported me, they're 
credit cards expire and stuff like that. And I'm actually down like almost 40% and it's uh, actually really taken a toll uh, on my finances. You can see exactly how much I'm being supported. I don't hide the number. It's not like I'm getting rich, folks. I lose money, every, thousands of dollars every month because this broadcast has never covered my expenses. So um, the Lord is my provider, but he might just provide through you. So I leave you with this. Oh, thank you, Native Mom. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, anyways, I'll leave you with this. God bless each and every one of you. Saturday night prayer uh, at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Telegram. If you could be there, it'll be blessed. And uh, and Sunday morning, I will be back live on Rumble at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern. And then the replay will be posted right after on uh, Podbean. God bless each and every one of you. Be safe. Remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community. But first, people, get ready.
Right on radio. Right on radio.